In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A gentle, inviting breeze greeted them as their community assembled. The lush, beautiful greens of the treetops set against the backdrop of a crystal clear blue sky was inviting them to come, relax, and be at peace. Birds were singing their melodies as they raced up the side of the immense and foreboding mountain. To their left, a gentle harmony of a harp was flowing from a perfectly polished marble temple. After spending weeks out in the desert and dust, they could almost feel their feet being refreshed by the entrancing gush of a fountain cascading out of a mountain cave. The fountain streamed into a seemingly bottomless pit. The temptation was palpable to immerse themselves in this beguiling body of water. With the smooth, charming soundtrack of the harp, the enticing sound of flowing water, and the beauty of creation on full display, one would think that they would be enchanted by their surroundings. Only they weren't. The disciples found themselves at Caesarea Philippi. Why did Jesus bring them here of all places? Caesarea Philippi is in the northernmost part of Israel by Mount Hermon and the Jordan River. The beauty of this region is spectacular and has invited guests from the centuries and all over the world, including Mark Twain. Herod the Great built a temple here in 19 BC to honor his Caesar. The perfectly polished temple sat in front of a cave that was widely believed to be the gateway to the underworld and where the Greek god Pan lived. Josephus, the famed historian, described Caesarea Philippi with the following. And when Caesar had further bestowed upon Herod another additional country, he built there also a temple of white marble. Hard by the fountains of Jordan, the place is called Panium, whereas the top of a mountain that is raised to an immense height, and at its side, beneath, or at its bottom, a dark cave opens itself, within which there is a horrible precipice that descends abruptly to a vast depth. It contains a mighty quantity of water which is immovable, and when anybody lets down anything to measure the depth of the earth beneath the water, no length of cord is sufficient to reach it. Now the fountains of Jordan rise at the roots of the cavity outwardly, and as some think, this is the utmost origin of the Jordan River. Before the Romans came, the Greeks under the tutelage of Alexander the Great had conquered this region. They were so seduced by the beauty of this place, they erected temples for the worship of the Greek god Pan. The cave was the main attraction for the pagan worship. Animal sacrifices would have been thrown into the bottomless pit inside the cave. If the sacrifices sank, the gods were appeased.
Next to the caves and temples were niches carved into the side of the mountains. Within these carved niches on the face of the mountain were erected spectacular and elaborate temples dedicated to various gods and where the people would perform unspeakable and abominable sinful acts. Caesarea Philippi was considered a very wicked city and was the Israel equivalent of Las Vegas. Caesarea Philippi was so wicked, rabbis forbade practicing Jews to enter into the city. Or as Obi-Wan Kenobi would have described it, it was a wretched hive of scum and villainy. So why did Jesus assemble the community of disciples here of all places? It seems Jesus was making a point. You see, the practitioners of wickedness at Caesarea Philippi viewed water as symbolic of abyss and death. It is here in the shadow of abyss and death God is revealed as Jesus. It is here that we bear witness to the unyielding and unconquerable nature of our Lord Jesus. There is a juxtaposition in the setting where the practitioners of wickedness view water as abyss and death, and how we as a community of Christians view water. It is in this juxtaposition I am reminded we are a community of the baptized. In our baptismal liturgy, it is said, we thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. God meets us in the water, gives us life being reborn by the Holy Spirit. It is in this juxtaposition here at Caesarea Philippi of the abyss and death the world is offering and the life-giving water of God, Jesus builds his church. The, world, the word builds demands greater attention this morning. I say builds because the church is under construction. It is always growing. It is always transforming. It is always adapting. And this is evidence that the Holy Spirit is at work. In our opening colic today, it stated, O oh, merciful God, your church being gathered together in unity by your Holy Spirit may show forth your power among all peoples. We are gathered in unity by the Holy Spirit as Christ builds his church. This unity reminds me we are a community of the table. Although we cannot all gather together in brick and mortar, the Holy Spirit is leading us in ways of innovation. Around the table, around the altar is where we as a community 
are united with Jesus in a sacred and holy meal. Our post-communion prayer says, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food and the sacrament of his body and blood. Through baptism and Holy Communion, we are united with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we are united as a community together. It is in this unity I am reminded that we are a community of the dismissal. The post-communion prayer goes on to say, send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. This is our story. We are a people who have been baptized in hope. We are a people who have been united in holy communion and a people who go forth and courageously share our love with the world. As we leave, we are sharing our story. Go, you are sent. The priest will dismiss. The dismissal is the root word of the mass. This is the story and we are invited to share our story once we leave the church, rather be in brick and mortar or at home with mimosa in hand, the priest will dismiss to go forth in peace. We are being sent out into the world to turn our lives to God and to each other, to complete the work that has begun at the altar. Jesus is building his church in the unity of the Holy Spirit here at St. Bartholomew's through baptism, through Holy Communion, and through the strength and courage to love one another. Jesus is breaking through the abyss and death that the world is offering. Jesus is offering his unyielding and unconquerable love. Our community at St. Bartholomew's is a part of that. And that's the good news. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.